0: Welcome into Ride the Line, the greatest podcast in sports betting entertainment. My name is Tanner Kern, certified G, bona fide stud, and you can't teach that. In this right here, this is G Money Grant Mitchell. We are live here on a Wednesday morning, talking about Wednesday games and Thursday night football, and you can't teach that. Bada boom, man! The people in the room, welcome into Ride the Line, Grant. Are you
1: riding today? Absolutely, Ryan and Tanner. We had a riveting pre-production meeting. I think we both got the blood pumping. We're ready to talk about Thursday night football.
0: It is. We are ready to talk about Thursday night football. We did have a very intense meeting this morning, but we're feeling good. We're ready to go. We got the TikTok camera live. We got the YouTube camera live. We want you guys to watch on YouTube. So if you are watching on TikTok, as the people start filling in, make sure you go up, link in the description, click that YouTube link, and come show up on the YouTube. Anyways, Grant, We finally have a good Thursday night football game. We'll talk about that in a minute. But why should the people subscribe to WSN, the greatest YouTube channel of all time?
1: Well, I mean, there's all sorts of reasons. I mean, we've got all sorts of videos coming out. Tanner and I are going live three times a week. Tanner's posting a bunch of shorts on there that'll keep you both uh, entertained. Tanner does a really good job with those. But they're also important there's some of them are some news and stuff so good to be so it's it's a good watch Tara does a very good job with all that and then you can also head on over to the website we got daily picks we got analysis we got promo codes everything you want you can find it all here on the channel and at WSN.com
0: so today I'm going to be talking about Patrick Mahomes underwear how he wears the same pair of underwear every single (laughs) game so excited for that and then also maybe a video on Haley Steinfeld maybe a second video on Haley Steinfeld that she is the reason that the bills suck. I don't know if you agree with that, Grant. What's your take there?
1: Well, I actually I don't have much of a take there, but I did want to inquire as to if you had something like a lucky pair of underwear. It doesn't have to be underwear, but did you have something like that?
0: I did actually. In high school I wore the same pair of underwear when I was playing football forever. Like I that's that's what I wore throughout high school. I think my freshman year all the way up to my senior year I wore the same pair of underwear. So I'm just I basically am Patrick Mahomes basically.
1: I, I wore the same pair of socks to track meets for a while. Normally I would switch the socks out at the start of every season, but I I would pick one pair and then I would run with those every week. There you go. That
0: that led to some blazing fast times. Now you're like a bodybuilder.
1: No, no, not not at all. Not at all. In fact, I'm getting a little uh, you yeah, know, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> it's not appropriate right now.
0: So, anyways, guys, we have Thursday night football. Again, if you're watching on TikTok, make sure you head over to YouTube. We got some people watching on YouTube right now as well. So we appreciate that. Thursday night football. This is a big game for the Bengals. I was talking with Grant. I have a future ticket on Cincinnati. I also have a future ticket on Baltimore. I need Cincinnati to win this game because. They need it a lot more than Baltimore right now. So just off the top, Grant, what's your thoughts? Quick overview on Thursday Night Football.
1: The quick overview is that the Ravens were one of the best teams in football. It looked like they lose to the Browns. It was a disappointing loss. You can go multiple ways with splitting the blame up as Tanner and I were feverishly discussing in pre-production. Um, you can, you can blame it on Lamar for turning the ball over in the fourth quarter. You can blame it on the defense for giving them multiple scoring drives when you have a lead 14 point lead. But anyway, you want to look at it, it was a disappointing loss, but the benefit to starting the season so hot is you're still leading the AFC North, which is the toughest division in all of football. You flip it over, you look at the Bengals. They started the season slow, somewhat understandably, because Joe Burrow was injured, but it doesn't change the fact that they are 5-4. and four. Now they're going on the road as underdogs in primetime. If they lose and they drop to 5-5, five and five, their season is effectively over because they can go 10-7 and seven and probably not make the playoffs because of the wild cards and just because of all the competition in the uh, AFC. Or excuse me, because of all the tiebreakers and the competition in the AFC. So... This is a must win for Cincinnati. Basically, every game is a must win for the rest of the season. They can probably only afford one more loss before they start to move towards that realm of you think they're probably going to miss the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. We got a question in here, a little fantasy question. Should I trade Jerome Ford and Stephon Diggs for Joe Mixon and Devontae Adams? I would do that, Grant. Would you do that? And then I have a great trend for Thursday Night Football after you answer that question.
1: Was, sorry, was, could you repeat? Jerome Ford and Diggs for Mixon and Adams. Yep, I would keep. I would keep Ford and Diggs. I mean, I don't. I don't like Adams with the quarterback situation out there, and then Mixon. The Bengals average the fewest rushing yards per game in the entire NFL. I don't. I don't know if I love that.
0: I would make that trade just with how unhappy Stephon Diggs is, new offensive coordinator. I think they're going to start getting the ball to Devontae Adams a little more. So it's definitely a toss-up there, um, but that would be our advice. Thanks for the question, guys. If you have questions, make sure you drop them in the chat. This comes from Evan Abrams on Twitter, at Evan H. Abrams. The Bengals are 1-23 in straight up on the road in night games over the last 25 years. Now, there were some bad Bengals teams in there, so you got to factor that in. They're currently on a 13-game straight-up losing streak in this spot. Their last win came in Philly in 2012. I don't know how much I read into that. Obviously, you got to play the trends. Um, I think I also read into the fact that the Bengals need this game. I read in the fact that hungry dogs run faster, and I read in the fact that Joe Burrow needs a win to keep their season alive. And they know that. They're in the same spot as the Buffalo Bills if they lose this football game. Um, so they really need a win here. I think that is going to going to be the more significant factor in that trend but would you look into that as a better
1: that trend of being 1-23 in straight up on the night games I wouldn't because the Bengals were a poverty franchise for the longest of times they only became relevant recently I don't think you know it's not like It's not like they matched up three times a season against, if it was the Bengals are one in eight in their last nine games against the Ravens, then, you know, it's recent, it's the same iterations of the team. Sure. But just overall one 23 a night, I wouldn't look into that too much. I will say though, if you look back at last year, the Bengals played the Ravens in week 18, they won the game by 11 points. But if you remember that was, it was a, it was a tougher game than it probably should have been. I think the, the Ravens might have been starting Anthony Brown in that one, and then I know they started Anthony Brown in the playoffs. The bring the Bengals end up winning that game 24-17. but the Ravens had the ball at the Bengals one yard line, and then uh, Hendrickson got a ninety nine yard scoop and score, which ended up being the final points of the game. But that was but you know tied with the Ravens one yard away from taking a touchdown lead in the fourth quarter. So the Ravens were given the Bengals problems before Lamar Jackson or. While Lamar Jackson was injured, I should say. And then earlier this year, the, um, the, the the Bengals have just struggled against AFC North opponents. They lost to the Browns. They lose by three points to the Ravens. And now, again, they're going on the road against the Ravens. And they need this game really badly or else the season's over.
0: We got Ralph in here in the chat, just liking the liking the TikTok stream nonstop. Gotta love it there. I think this game's gonna come down to turnovers. So we look at the last game, and obviously a lot of football games come down to turnovers. Last time these teams played um, on exact date was September 17th, early in the season. That's a different Bengals team at that point with Joe Burrow battling an injury. Um, but it came down to turnovers in that one. If you look at the team stats here, Joe Burrow did have an interception, Lamar was perfect in that game. Um, and there was a defensive touchdown for the Ravens, and they ended up winning by three points. That makes me think if the Bengals come in there and play their best possible game, could be a different story, but they also don't have T. Higgins, who was their leading receiver in that game. You still have Jamar Chase, though. Um, you have playmakers on both sides of the ball. I think it comes down to who protects the football a little more, and both quarterbacks have turnover problems. Like We've seen that consistently this year. Both quarterbacks are going to give the ball up, so it comes down to who's going to play better at the quarterback position here.
1: You know, interest, interestingly, despite Baltimore, I still think Baltimore is the best defense in the league, even though they gave up 33 points to the Browns last week. Interestingly enough, the Bengals are tied with the Steelers. No surprise they're in the Jaguars for the most takeaways per game. They're they're one of three teams averaging two takeaways per game. The Ravens are down at one and a, one and a half, which, you know, not bad at all, but 13th in the rankings versus first in the rankings, and you wouldn't necessarily expect that from the Bengals. Now, with that being said, the Bengals defense has not been amazing. They were top five in points allowed last season, but they've been much closer to the middle of the pack and they've struggled to defend against the past at times. The Bengals also have no semblance of a running game. They averaged the fewest rushing yards per game in the entire league. So to your point, First of all, Joe Burrow has to be phenomenal. If the Bengals are going to win, it's going to be Joe Burrow. And second of all, if if they want to give themselves a real chance, they do have to take the ball away from Lamar and the Ravens.
0: I agree. Caleb makes a good point here, too. With two divisional losses in the North being so close, the Ravens need this just as much as I feel like. I think – You know, from the outside viewing perspective, we look at the AFC North, it's the Ravens division, right? But when you actually look at the standings, you got the Steelers at six and three, and you got the Browns at six and three right behind the Ravens. The Bengals are five and four in last place, and they're still a really good football team. I just don't think we look at the Steelers and the Browns as like legitimate threats, in my mind, because the Steelers don't have a quarterback. They they give up a ton of yards. Their point differential is insane in a bad way, and they're still winning football games. And then the Browns don't have Nick Chubb. You got Deshaun Watson, who's inconsistent. You got a great defense there, though. Um, so I agree. The Ravens do need this game just as bad. I think the Bengals need just a little bit more because they are in last place and their season's almost on the line here. Ravens are have a nice, uh, nice position to make the playoffs. But Caleb makes a really good point here
1: no it's very interesting it is a good point it's very interesting the way that it breaks down because Ravens seven and three but two and two in the division the Browns six and three two and two in the division the Bengals five and four oh and two in the division the t- the team that's in the best position honestly is the Steelers at six and three who are two and O oh against the AFC North but to your point Tanner I you feel like they probably have the lowest ceiling of the four of these teams if you're projecting it out to the playoffs six and three but with a negative 26 point differential a quarterback who can't really do anything running game yeah looked really good last week but still one of the worst in the nfl and the defense even though it takes away the ball gets sacks and even scores points for itself still gives up a lot of points you feel like the Steelers are probably the worst team in this division yet they're in the best position so it is very tough to break down I wouldn't say that it's a must win for the Ravens on the simple fact that all of the teams are in rather precarious positions and the Ravens happen to have the record advantage but Certainly, they would like to win this game. There's no doubt about it, because this division is not a wrap. I mean, the Ravens could finish last. The Steelers could finish last. Any team could finish at the bottom. Any team could finish at the top.
0: Yeah, definitely. Guys, we're getting so many likes here from Ralph. I love it on TikTok. If you are asking questions and we miss it on TikTok, go up. Go in the link in the bio and join the YouTube stream, guys. We have plenty of areas to answer questions on here. We can see them all on TikTok. Ralph, keep it up. Keep liking it, uh, but we are missing some comments because of that. So make sure you guys head over to YouTube, click the link in the bio, and come over there. Ralph, we want you on YouTube as well. We want you on both platforms, buddy. Um, so let's get into the betting lines for this game. Grant, three and a half point favorite. Uh, the Ravens are at home in this one. I'm going to take the Bengals plus three and a half. This feel is not really. This pick is not based off stats. That's what I'll say. The pick is not based off stats. It's based off the fact that this is going to be an AFC North tight divisional matchup. I think that could be decided by a field goal either way. The Bengals don't have T Higgins in this one, which hurts them. But the fact of the matter is the Bengals need a win. This is like they I'm bet you're betting off the fact that they need a win in this one. Again, divisional matchup should be tight. I think we're going to see Joe Burrow play very well. Um, he's a quarterback that tends to bounce back after a bad game. He was bad last week with the interception, still threw for a ton of yards. But I think this is one where he powers his team to a win or at least a cover in this one by a field goal. So that's that's my reasoning for taking them in this spot. Who are you going with?
1: I think you said it perfectly, Tanner. The stats don't really back this pickup, but I'm going to take the Bengals a plus three and a half. I think this is just one of those slugfest AFC North games. I don't think either team is really going to separate from one another. And if there's one real the, the, I think the the most tangible criticism you can have about the Ravens as far as good as they are, they give up a lot of fourth quarter leads. It's 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 been the case. Uh, did then they give up like six or seven fourth quarter leads last season. Um, they gave up I think all of their losses this season, they've been they've given up fourth quarter leads. So That's their problem. I'm not saying that the Bengals will win this game. In fact, in my head, I th- I probably would lean towards the Ravens on the money line. Wouldn't bet it for the value. I think the Ravens will win, but I just don't think they should be favored by more than a field goal. I think this is going to be super close, very nip and tuck. And with Joe Burrow out there, we saw, you know, even though he turned the ball over in the fourth quarter, he was able to put together two very late drives. One of them potentially should have been a game-winning drive. If Boyd doesn't drop it, it ended up being a game-tying drive. So I don't really think you want to bet against him in this spot.
0: No, and you look at three and a half, that's so valuable in this game because we've seen these AFC North games come down to a field goal, especially with the Ravens, a team that has a a Justin Tucker that can make a 60-plus yard field goal. They'll play for the field goal. They will play for the field goal at the end of the game. So that's another reason to lean towards the Bengals plus the points here. I wouldn't take Bengals money line yet. If, if it, you get into a position in the game where you think they can win live bet it, obviously, but you're going to get better value live betting than the plus 168. If the Ravens went up seven, nothing there. You're going to get plus 200 on the Bengals. If you think they can play with them, that's probably the time to take them on the money line here. Prop wise or total wise, Grant, do you have any play there? I know primetime unders are the move, but um, I don't have a play on the total.
1: Uh, I exactly the same as well. Primetime unders have been sensational hitting over 70% this season, but I'm going to, I'm not going to go either way with that. I mean, I could see this. I could see both teams scoring 30. I could see this being 14 to 13. So I'm not going to go there. I'm going to take the over on Joe Burrow's passing yards If they're going to cover, it's going to have to be a Joe Burrow game. Again, the Bengals average the fewest rushing yards per game in the whole league, and you just don't want to run into the teeth of that Ravens front. So I think the Bengals have no choice but to air it out. And you know, Burrow, if he makes mistakes, he's still going to get a bunch of yards. We've seen it throughout his career. And if he plays a clean game, he's going to have his team marching down the field. Hopefully he should go over.
0: Yeah, I think Joe Burrow has to go over 252 to for them to win the game. Right. I think Tyler Boyd's a, a good play at 41 and a half without no without T Higgins in there. I think Trenton Irwin's a decent play at 32 and a half. Those are the guys that are going to step up. We've seen chase kind of be lackluster at times this season. So that could be the move going with those secondary options. I do like Joe Burrow over his passing. I honestly don't hate Joe Mixon over 54-and-a-half. We look what Jerome Ford did to them last week, 17 carries for 107 yards. If the Bengals do have an opportunity to run the football in this game, if they lean on the run, which they have this season at times, they've continued to give Joe Mixon the ball when it hasn't necessarily worked. That's a reason that he could get there just off bulk alone. So I would look for him over. I would look for the Bengals receivers over. And then obviously the one that matters is Joe Burrow. If Joe Burrow doesn't go over 252-and-a-half, it means they don't win this game or come close to winning this game.
1: One hundred percent, and and we are we are in agreement that if the Bengals lose this game, they're probably not making the playoffs, right?
0: Um, I don't know if they're probably not making playoffs. They have a better chance of not making the playoffs. Like they're they're going to be so the bank the Bills are plus two hundred not to make the playoffs right now, or plus two hundred to make the playoffs, I should say. So that's a thirty three percent chance. They have the tiebreaker over the Bills, so they both be five and five. They'd have to win out. It probably doesn't look good with their schedule. No, this is a the game they have to win.
1: So Cincy right now is minus 142 to make the playoffs, plus 116 to miss it. That's probably going to flip, like just do an even flip if they do lose this game, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, well, again, it's a game they have to win. Like the Ravens don't need to win this game to make the playoffs. The Bengals do, and I think they know that coming into this one. Do we have a rushing line for Joe Burrow? I do not have a rushing line for Joe Burrow. I think that's a good play, too. We've seen Joe Burrow when we do get a rushing line or if we get a rushing line and that was on FanDuel Grant. So if you have one on DraftKings or something, let me know. But um, Joe Burrow, when he is effective, he's running the football. Like he is, he is scrambling. He's making plays with his feet, especially on third down with the offensive line that he has. So I think that's a good play to look at Joe Burrow's rushing line. If we can get a good number on it.
1: His line at every single sports book that's offering it is 13 and a half.
0: I would take that. I'd, I'd lean over on that. Just because the the pass rush that the Ravens have, the fact that his offensive line isn't great, the fact that he doesn't have T. Higgins in there, it leads to a lot of opportunities to run the football. He has gone over in two of his past five games. Last week, he had 20. Two weeks before that against the Niners, he had 43. That was when Joe Burrow was really clicking. Like his That performance against the Niners was outstanding.
1: Yeah, two of his last three. He had 20 yards last week, four before that, 43 before that. His last three games have all been... Uh, his highest carries in a single game in the season so he's been running it more lately it's not a bad play considering uh, considering the pressure the Ravens are going to put in the backfield as well you know he's probably gonna have to scramble out of there I I always love betting quarterback rushing totals against teams that uh, against defenses that get a lot of sacks because there's so much pressure they're gonna have to be scrambling anyway so
0: yeah definitely especially a guy like Joe Burrow that can do it and now he is healthy um, anyways, guys, if you have any questions about today's games, let us know in the comments section. We'll stay on for another couple minutes and talk about that. But Grant, you have any NBA plays that you're looking at?
1: Um, you know what? I had to write the uh, Washington well, say I had to. I had the privilege to write the preview oh, really? of the Sixers and the Celtics for WSN. I, unfortunately, Tanner, sorry to say it, I'm going with the Sixers, but that's not my favorite play from that game. My favorite play from that game is actually Jason Tatum to record a double-double for plus 110. He has double-doubles in four of seven games this month, and he has double-doubles in five of his last seven against the 76ers. When they met exactly a week ago, he had 16 points, 15 rebounds. I think he's going to be spurred on by the loss against the Sixers because keep in mind, the Celtics have owned the Sixers in recent seasons. They're not really used to losing to them. I think Tatum's going to come out with a vengeance. The Sixers also did play last night. Now they shot the ball extremely well, so it makes me think that they are still going to be in a nice offensive rhythm, but also makes me think they might be a little bit tired. Tatum's going to have those extra opportunities to grab rebounds, and we know he's going to get 10 points, so it's just can he get the 10 rebounds.
0: Definitely. Guys asking about college football, help us out here. If you are asking questions, make sure you come over to YouTube guys, give us a subscribe, give us a like, click the link in the bio. It's that top link. The viewing experience is much better. We had a game between a little match great. Did you see the, the Mac kick? It was like a 55 yard field goal. The guy hooked like, like wasn't even close. Why are we trying? Why are we trying a 55 yard field goal in a Mac game on a Tuesday night? Why? Makes no he,
1: sense. he kicked it into the into the side seating. It wasn't even the stadium. The, the stands behind the behind the end zone. It was the one on the side.
0: It was embarrassing, um, guys. Yeah, Maction is always fun to bet. People want Juju wants the college football locks in here, and then RMFA ninety nine wants some college football picks tonight. I don't think there are locks in Maction. I really don't. Um, if I had to pick a side here, I would lay the points with Ohio in that Ohio-Central-Michigan game. I think Ohio's a better team. The 10.5 points obviously represents that. Usually we're getting that 10.5 hook. They're trying to draw you to the dog. I think Ohio can win this game by two touchdowns tonight. And then Buffalo versus Miami of Ohio. A lot of tickets are on Miami of Ohio tonight at minus 8.5. Again, I would lay the points there. I'm not taking them. I think the better teams tend to win in action, and I'll take the home teams and lay the uh, the heavy points there. Not something that I really want to play, though. Um, but one thing to look at, too, Miami, Ohio, is 7-2 against the spread this season. And then um, Ohio is 5-4 and against the spread against teams that are bad and have been getting a lot of points and just haven't converted there. So, appreciate the follow, Terrence Turner, guys. Again, we're getting a lot of people on the TikTok stream now. Make sure you go over, click the top link at the bow. Come watch on YouTube. We're live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and we're seeing some more people file in there, so appreciate that. How are we feeling about Washington being underdogs against Oregon State this weekend? interesting game there, Grant. Have you looked at that one at all?
1: I haven't broken it down yet, but I did do some just very, uh, some very surface level research and I plan on digging it into it later. Um, it's, it's definitely an interesting spot. Obviously a game with massive implications. If you look at the college football playoff odds, the odds makers have Oregon. So it's actually interesting the way it shapes out because some teams that are favored or more likely to make the playoff have worse odds to win it than other teams like Alabama I think is a top three top four team to win it but they're like sixth or seventh in odds to actually make it it's just interesting the way it shakes out but Washington as we know undefeated in the Pac-12 ranked fifth right now already beat Oregon but it's Oregon that's favored to make the playoff and to win it so Oddsmakers are expecting Washington to lose at some point, whether it's to Oregon State this weekend, whether it's to Oregon in the uh, Pac-12 championship game, whatever the case may be. I think Washington still can win this game. I know Michael Penix Jr. hasn't been sensational recently, or at least he's dropped off the standard that he set earlier in the season. But he's still been really good, and I think that Washington's defense is a little bit slept on, and they can run the ball really well too. They don't always go to it, but in big moments they've been able to count on it. So I would be taking Washington here. But, uh, again, I will be doing a deeper dive on it later in the week, so maybe I can have a more detailed analysis on Friday's show.
0: Definitely. Guys, again, you want the questions answered, we're going to stay on another couple minutes. Make sure you head over to YouTube. Click the top link in the bio on the TikTok stream, guys, and you will find that there. It's an interesting game just because You look at Washington, like bookmakers are expecting them to probably lose to Oregon in the uh, Pac-12 championship game. I think if they lose, it will be in the Pac-12 championship game. Um, I don't think it's going to be this week. But again, I wouldn't put like one of my buddies text me. He's like, I'm putting my house on this game. Doesn't even have a house, but he's putting his house on the game. Um, I would not do that. I think there's opportunities for Oregon State to win this game. Um, But the like you said, the, the college football playoffs very interesting right now because you go Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Florida State. I don't think you get two Big 10 teams in. I don't think you get two SEC teams in, right? Like if if Ohio State was to beat Michigan or Michigan was to beat Ohio State, do you think two Big 10 get in? Probably not.
1: Probably not. No. Um and just to go back to what I was saying, who do you who do you think according to odds is the most likely team to make the college football playoff?
0: Michigan, because they're going to win the Big 10
1: championship. They'll get in. It's, but again, like it's Florida well, State. Really? They got them at minus 270 to make the playoff. But you know
0: why? Cuz they're going to cruise through the ACC.
1: Exactly. But yeah. if you look at odds to win the whole thing, they're 5th. They're behind Alabama, who's third in odds to win it all, but 7th in odds to even make it in the first place. It's it's oh. it's a real interesting puzzle to try to figure it out.
0: I mean, Florida State's probably a good bet to win the national championship because you can hedge if if, if again, you get there, you win one game, you can hedge off that too. Um so that's that's another opportunity. They're like Alabama's an eight, but if they beat Georgia, they're going to the college football playoff. That's going to be crazy too. Like the fact that if Alabama beats Georgia in the national champion or in the SEC championship game, Georgia all the the wins over the past three years they don't matter. They're not going to the the big dance.
1: I don't. I I think you're right. I don't think they would get in with one loss, but that loss being to Alabama. Yeah. You, well, you can't. It's like all this like
0: college. Honestly, if you want to put the best college football playoff together, the SEC is getting two teams if you want to do that. So, so is
1: the big t- it's, it's Michigan, it be, Ohio yeah. State, Georgia, Alabama.
0: That's who it would be, right? But we can't do that because everyone gets a trophy and we only got four teams and we got to include everybody. But we saw how that went for TCU last year. They snuck by Michigan, but they got I, blown they, off.
1: They, they, they played a hell of a game and took them down. They
0: snuck by. Michigan should have never lost that game. Never should have lost that game. And why are we putting TCU in after losing the Big 12 championship game, too? That's another thing. You're yeah, telling me mean, Alabama that, that would definitely
1: be the argument to make. Honestly, though, to, to, to be completely honest, I think if you're looking at value for a team to win it all, Oregon at plus 900, I think they will beat Washington in the Pac-12 championship game. I think that gets them into it. And I think, that I mean, this is a really good football team there. They're like second in passing yards, 15th in rushing yards. They average over six yards per carry. Got one of the best defenses in the country. They're top five in third down defense. They got Bo Nix, who looks like he's going to win the Heisman. They've got a good and aggressive coach. That would be my pick from a value perspective. I think they're probably the most balanced team in the country.
0: I don't mind Florida State either just because they're going to get there. And if they were to win a game – I mean, you could you put 100 bucks on it plus 900 or whatever, you know, standard unit size. You could drop 500 on the other side if they made it to the national championship game. And then you're walking away with four or 500 bucks just because of that. And we know they're going to get there. bowling green versus Toledo last night was game of the year. Heartbreaking press Falcons. Honestly, Caleb, I'm not, I, I was not paying attention to the action last night was not. I just was looking at the clips, but definitely a heartbreaking loss. Um, but anyways, guys. We're going to sign off here. Grant, why don't you take us out of the show? Thanks to everyone who watched on TikTok and YouTube today. We'll be back again Friday, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We're getting after it.
1: Yep, 100%. Guys, before we get out of here and before you get out of here, do us a favor. Like the video if you did enjoy. Comment. Make sure we know what your favorite plays of the day are. Tell us what you think of our picks. Subscribe to the channel so you never miss when Tanner and I are going live. And we will see you all for Friday's show.